0: Welcome back to Made to Create. Um, We are here with Jess from Raising Slow, and we're going to talk about slowing down and creativity, especially as it pertains to motherhood or just in general, really parenthood. So Jess, do you want to say hi and then introduce yourself to
1: just tell us a little bit about you and kind of what you do? Sure. Uh, So I'm Jess, and I have a website called Raising Slow, and It started as sort of a pep talk and um, an emotional journey for myself, uh, trying to simplify my family's life and slow down and really get clear on what was important to us. And I started writing it down and throwing it out there because it felt like, well, if I wrote this down and told people about it, then I really need to do it. And it it worked. Um, And so for the past really three years um we as a family have gotten intentionally slow and we've really slow like really simplified our lives and continue to find ways as my kids age to do that um and that has resulted in both changes in our lives but also um raising slow as more than just a blog um I have some courses and a couple of other things that hopefully can help other moms and parents too. But I'm, I'm usually talking to moms about slowing down for their own mental health and uh, really also for their relationship with their kids. Mm. Um, And then which in turn helps their children's mental health.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Do you find is, well, first of all, You were saying you've got two kiddos, right? We were talking a little bit before this. So they three and five, you said? Mm -hmm, Two boys. Okay. And so how old were they when you kind of started this whole
1: journey? So I'm going to go back really far. Uh, When I was in my mid-20s, I got diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. Mm -hmm. And I was working and driving to work about 13 hours a day with no end in sight. Like this is, this is my career. This was what Mm. I wanted to be doing. And I could see the, um, the people in the jobs that I wanted doing the same thing. And I was within a couple of months forced to slow down. Like
0: it, Mm, it
1: took me out of my job for five weeks. And when I went back, I was like, it was the first time that i ever questioned is it worth it mm-hmm. um and i'd never once thought that thought about my career versus the rest of my life it was always like of course I, I didn't even consider it it was like i'm doing this i know where i want to be i know what i want to do um and this is how i do it mm-hmm. um and so that is it worth it question kept coming up because I had no other life outside of work because I was just exhausted Mm -hmm. and I decided it wasn't. Um, and so at that time, this is way before I was married, way before I had kids, I, I was forced to slow down and I started being more mindful and, um, really like thinking about my life a little bit more holistically rather than like just job and social life. Cause that, those were really the only two things I thought about the time and, you know, fast forward. So I did, I, I immediately slowed down. I started meditating and like really considering building downtime into my schedule, mm-hmm. to much better care of myself. Um, and then I had, you know, many years later, I had my first child and he, we had this. We had this wonderful time between when he woke up at around six thirty or seven,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and before our babysitter got to our house around nine. Where you know we would do the getting ready stuff. Like I'd get dressed. I would, and sometimes I wouldn't. I'd wait till she got there to get dressed. But I would feed him and change him and mm-hmm. do all the caretaking stuff. But then we had this opportunity to sit down on the front porch and just like, look at stuff. And, Mm -hmm. um, we live in Southern California, so it's sunny most of the year. And, you know, we would just kind of, he would crawl around and I would follow him and he would babble and I would chit chat back. And almost every day we had this time and of all my motherhood memories, this is like one of the clearest and one of the most important and certainly one of the best. And I wrote something, not even to publish, not for Mm -hmm. anyone else, but myself about slow motherhood and like how wonderful it was. And I kind of, I wrote it like in a diary and I, I was like, this is what I need to do. This is what I need to Mm -hmm. think about. Um, So I started kind of thinking about, and I actually thought I invented that phrase, (laughs) 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 but I I thought I did. And I I compared it to like slow fashion and slow food. And those are things that I'd already been interested in. Mm -hmm. And I, so I really started thinking about it then. Um, And then my second baby was born and he was... He is the kind of kid that makes you want to have three or four more kids. He <laughs> was an easy baby. Um, I called him my peaceful dumpling because he was just <laughs> a chubby little easy baby. But I lost it. Um, I I really struggled with postpartum anxiety.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And the moment I went back to work, I um, I was intensely angry and like I could feel the anxiety and the rage like buzzing through my body
2: Mm. and
1: I lost my meditation practice and I was like yelling at my then two-year-old all the time and it was it's like a three-month period in my life that when I look back on the pictures I'm Like really sad for my toddler, and I'm embarrassed, and like I have a lot of I'm I'm working on all this, but I have a lot of guilt for this period. But I went back to work, and I was like, within a week, I realized I can't do this. Like I'm right. It was a disaster. Everything. It probably wasn't as bad as I think it was, but our house felt like it was a mess. Every second, which that probably is true. <laughs> uh, I looked like a mess. Like, I, I can see in pictures my jaw was clenched and my brows are furrowed and like my wrinkles got deeper. And just I look, some pictures I look happy because I'm like faking it, but most of the time I'm, I can tell that I was
2: mm-hmm.
1: just really struggling. And at some point, I came home from work and I was like, I'm not going back. And I wrapped everything up at work, and I was like, "I'm not making a decision on when I'm going back. I'm just going to take care of myself." Like, right? Like, of course, I'm going to take care of the kids because they're going to cry if I don't, and I'm going to like meet their needs. But I had a moment where I was like, "If I am not taking care of myself, I cannot take care of anything else." Mm -hmm. So it was um, was. About this time, three years ago. And I did. I started focusing on myself and, like, I, you know, I went to therapy. I talked to my doctor. I started getting more active and Mm -hmm. I got back into my meditation routine. And I prioritized myself so that I could not basically be so angry and nervous and anxious. Mm -hmm. And that's when. It like l- simplifying and slowing down became sort of an intentional choice for mm-hmm. all of us and started to define my life and our family because I I said no to something that was my job, which was mm-hmm. important to me, uh, but everything else was more important. So I
0: and and what a change from that. Kind of priority prior to having kids, right, because you describe yeah. that as a time where you're very um i, I guess you know career driven or that maybe that's not even the right word, but like you had a path in mind and was seemed yes. very focused on getting to whatever that goal was, yeah, and then like what a dramatic shift
1: right yes, yes, and and yeah, to say no to work for and it ended up being eleven months i yeah. uh, I went back for a couple of weeks and then I took eleven months off with my um with my second baby and i I worked a little during that time mm-hmm. um, here and there small projects, but it made a huge difference and then, when I went back to work, I was much more able to say no to certain clients, mm-hmm. say no. To certain projects, Um, I I said I (laughs) I basically put a hard no on all networking. Um, Uh I hate networking, and I'm terrible at it because I hate it. And so I was like, why am I why am I doing this? And Mm -hmm. the answer was because people are telling me that I should do this for my job, Mm -hmm. and because it's something I've always done, Um, and that. Like realizing that those were the, well, those are terrible reasons. And also <laughs> realizing that, like, that's how a lot of us make a lot of decisions because it's mm-hmm. what we've always done and it's what people tell us we need to do to get the results that we want. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people are wrong. And also, doing things because we've always done them is just, you know, living. Out a bad habit. Or, right. Or maybe yeah. a great habit, a great habit. Like I meditate because it's something that I've always done and that's a good habit, but as long as it's serving, continuing to serve you well. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so I had this like big, very tough postpartum stage with the easiest baby in the world. And I just had to, it, I really had to shift. And um, so, so I did. And it changed things for all of us. Yeah. I mean, not, not immediate. Well, some things changed immediately, but mm-hmm. not immediately, but over probably about six months I could feel like my body felt different. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously I, I have a three and a five-year-old. I still find myself yelling at them. Um, but it's not like every second. And it's right. not um, over things that I'm like, why did that even matter? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it ha, it has made an enormous difference in our family.
0: Well, and, and I'll, I'll invite you in in a moment to talk a little bit about what you, you do with raising slow and and kind of a little bit more about what that encompasses. But I know, um, like I'm, I'm on your, your email list and, and I've been following you on social media for a little bit. And one thing that I really appreciate about, um, the way that you communicate this lifestyle and your journey with that is, is as a journey. And so like I read the things that you put out and, you know, versus some of maybe other literature that I've read where, or or even podcasts that I've listened to that I'll, I'll listen to it. And then I, 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 I can't stick around for very long because it, it makes me feel this, you know, I, I get the, the mommy guilt or, oh man, I'm not doing enough. And I've never gotten that feeling reading anything that you've put out. Like it's very, you're very transparent. I know um, you and your family were sick not too long ago. And so you're being very transparent about, man, like this is hard and nobody is getting this perfect, right? So even Mm. as our goal might be to slow down or, you know, whatever it is um, for our lives or, or uh, as parents, the goal is not perfection, right? The goal is just to <laughs> kind of I, I think living into the things that breathe life into us, both as individuals, right? It's kind of what, what you had to do um, in, in order to best serve your family. Mm-hmm. And so I've just really appreciated that about about the way that you write and the things that you put out is, it is, it's a journey. And so it's, again, it's not about perfection, but it's just about continuing to um, try to do what's best for
1: us. and keeping the the things that should be priorities prior priority, right? Right. And I mean I know what you mean about social media and other sometimes I'm I'm like looking at of course I follow a ton of slow mm-hmm. mothers on social media and sometimes I'm like Well, we don't live in the country. So like I (laughs) raise my kids slow because when I put them in the backyard, it's concrete. And when I put them in the front yard, it there's a little bit of traffic. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. or like I'm not a good gardener. So I'm not technically a slow mother. You know, like I have a squash right now that's alive and everything. So you, I, you know, and I realize those are just like token symbols, but it it is such a journey. And you know, it's I sort of learned this when I um followed a lot of fashion bloggers. It's like, yeah, their outfits mm-hmm. are really great, but they're there's a lot of struggle that goes into that. And it's a lot of like taking 14 outfits in one day and then mm-hmm wearing sweats for six days, and sort of (laughs) that realization that nobody's Instagram or even writing, nothing reflects the whole person. And where I was last year is different than where I am today, which Mm -hmm. will be different than where I am in a year from now. And hopefully I'll have made progress, but I can guarantee there will be a lot of days where we are not anywhere near where we want to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those sick days or my, um, my kids go to a Jewish preschool. And so September is a month of a lot of holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, last <laughs> September we had a COVID closure and all the high holidays. And so we had three days of childcare an mm-hmm. entire month. And, We watched so much TV and I drank more wine than I. (laughs) And one day, I think it was like September 26th, I was like, oh. The house is a mess. I I just looked around and I was like, this is not the life I want. (laughs) We have to shift. And so we went camping that day. It was a Tuesday and we went camping. And I was like, you guys need to stay outside for a really long time. Yeah. (laughs) We need to run around. And I need to not drink any wine today. Oh, that's hilarious. um, But it was like three and a half weeks of us just not thinking about. The life that we want, and just Mm -hmm. days, and then kind of like, oh right, we got to get back to where we want it. And you know, one of the one of the things about raising slow and having created this is that it's easy to go back to Mm. what we want because I've gotten so clear on what we want and what it means and what it looks like that when I wake up and think, oh dear. (laughs) <laughs> this is. A, um, I can then like focus on our values and like mm-hmm. remind myself that okay, well, it's no big deal. We we really messed up for a long time. Let's let's jump back into it, right? And sometimes that time it was really easy. Like my kids were thrilled to go camping, mm-hmm. and they we had like basically a twenty four hour reset, and it worked really well. And also we got back onto a routine very shortly after mm-hmm. that. But sometimes there's a lot of resistance um, internally and mostly with them. Like they get sick for a couple of weeks and then like saying no to TV after they're back at school and mm-hmm. like doing our know, routine is like they're there. It's like I'm. I'm abusing them <laughs> because I said no TV yeah.
0: because
1: they've gotten so used to it. Um, well, like having the, the values and like these ideas yeah. and things makes it really easy for me to say, well, yeah, I know that you'd really like to do that, but instead we're going to eat dinner outside and mm-hmm. talk. Yeah.
0: We're and cool. I, I know my, uh, you know, obviously, like it's it's summertime right now, and and our kids are going back to school for another couple of weeks. Um, but we also homeschool. It's um, but partially homeschool our oldest, and then he's on campus a couple of days a week, and then he's at home with the rest We're of us. We're going to
1: do that. Okay. i perfect. I'm anxious
0: and
2: excited. Yep.
0: <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm. I you know, I, creating structure is not has not ever been my strong suit, and so especially in the summertime, it just all, even more so all goes out the window. Mm-hmm. But I, I know what you mean about that resistance. And, and it's kind of funny when, especially our, our eight-year-old and, and now our four-year-old will do this too, like sit around like, oh, I'm bored. Or, you know, I want to watch another show. I'm like, no, you know, you've, you had your, your screen time for the day, or you've had enough screen time for now, at least. And you know, maybe we'll, we'll watch something later, but right now like, we're just, we're going to have the screens off and, oh, but I'm bored. And, and I'll, I'll, <laughs> and they probably get so annoyed when I do this, but I'm just like, that's great news. I'm so glad that you're bored. And they're like, well, yeah. I'm like, because when you're bored, right, that's when you're, you get to be your most creative. That's when your imagination really starts to take flight. And, Um, And it's true, too. And they hate when I say that, but I've seen it, right? I've seen them in those those moments where they're not having to be entertained by something else. Mm -hmm. That's when they bring out the paper and the crayons and they start creating art or they, you know, I hear them start playing with their toys and they're creating these imaginary worlds and... Yes. And, and it's, it's wonderful. And I, so I see them really light up or, you know, you were talking about the camping and, you know, every once in a while, you know, we'll just be like, okay, like we're at pack up. Like we're going to, let's, let's go to the lake and, mm-hmm. and we're not going to do anything. We're just going to, you know, enjoy nature. We're going to walk around. We're going to, you know, throw stones in the water. And, um, you know, there's not going to be this big grand plan where you're entertained every second of every day but it's those moments where I see them light up the most Mm -hmm. um and so it's so funny that they they resist it but at the same time I'm seeing them get the most out of life in those those moments where they've you know, protested the
1: most. I and I, I say the same thing to my kids about the boredom. I'm like, they'll be bored. And I'll say, what does mama say about boredom? uh uh-huh. Boredom is fantastic. I'm so happy <laughs> bored. Like, let's figure out a way to something fun to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, my husband laughs Every single time, especially in the car when we're all together and they're like, mm-hmm. I I'm like, great. He's not exactly on board with that philosophy. Mm-hmm. He, he, he likes to fill their time more than I do. But it is, he does know that, like, what do I say about it? It's, mm-hmm. it's so valuable. It is, yeah. And I, I
0: think that's one of the things that came to mind when, you know as I had started following you and and I started to see a lot of parallels with the messaging that you were giving about um slowing down and i I think kids naturally right they, they they like to be entertained, but um like I said, it's in those moments when we are they're not constantly entertained or bombarded by things and we're just living life slowly that I just. I won. I get so much more joy out of watching them. But, yeah. but I, I also, you know, one thing that I've already appreciated about our conversation is first of all, I didn't realize that your whole journey with this kind of started with having to slow down yourself first. Yeah. And then it, it kind of, you know, obviously trickled down into your kids as you became a mom. And that's one thing that I've, it, pandemic kind of helped with that, but started to sure. do. I've always valued that for my kids. and But then the pandemic really solidified that, oh, this is something that I need as well. And I don't have quite as, um, I guess, um, a, a dramatic of, a, of a, a story behind that for myself as, as what you shared. But I, like, I remember when I went back to work with, after having my second, First of all, I bawled my eyes out like the entire drive to work and which, which I didn't do that with my first, but I, I just remember thinking like on the drive to work, I was going to go into a staff meeting. I was like, Oh goodness. Like if it's someone better not ask me how I'm doing today, cause I'm absolutely going to lose it. But I would be, I would be driving from meeting to meeting and I'd be pumping milk while You're driving. In the car. Yes. Yes. There was no time. And, and I didn't feel like I had oh,
2: the I to, to say... You.
0: <laughs> yeah, to say no, I can't make that meeting, I have to pri- prioritize myself. I have to take care of myself for something that is it really is a, a physical need and not only, you know, we didn't ignore it and like feed my child. But, um, also, yeah, I I,
1: like I got to fix this problem. Yes. Yes. Meeting. Yeah.
0: But I mean, I I just kept thinking like, oh goodness. Like, I hope I don't get like pulled over by the police. I um, know. Well, <laughs> <I've>, yeah. <laughs> I, know. I have a special so, car pump. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I, I look back on that time and, and like we've talked about already, even now it's still kind of a journey and something I have to remind myself of. But I look back on that time. I'm like, oh my gosh! I never want to go back to that. Yeah. Um, and and at the same time, honestly, I don't even I don't have as clear a memory of those times with my kids either. Like, it, it's it's like I, the memories just aren't
1: there because. Yeah, me too. My husband will to yeah. something, and I'm like, it's not even like, oh yeah, 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 I remember that. It's mm-hmm. it's complete blank. Yeah. Oh, that happened. I hmm. uh, I have to believe you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I take your word for it. But yeah. And so I, you know, I think about the benefits of slowing down and the way that it, I, I've i seen how it benefits our kids when we are intentional about creating those, those slow moments and slow days for them. Mm-hmm. But then I, I have to continue to work on that for myself too, because I've seen the benefits of it for me. and. And I I don't know about you, but I mean, there'll there'll be days where I'm a little bit busier, but it's really hard, at least for me, to transition out of that. So if I'm going, 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 I can't just put a hard stop to it. It's like I'm on autopilot. And so the, like, the, the busyness, it, it, it's hard to stop doing that. And so it's hard to just kind of switch off. So from going a, you know, a thousand miles a minute, I can't just, hard stop and then okay enter into slow motherhood either and
1: so um yeah i don't i don't know so i have two things i think too that i that help me with that mm-hmm. um i feel like that's the same like once i'm going like i have the inertia of going mm-hmm. but so the first thing is that i have a list of things that no matter what i say no to mm. i will not contribute to a bake sale <laughs> and I know that sounds really silly, but I'm one of those people that, if somebody asks me to do something and I like them, I say yes, no mm-hmm. matter what. And then I'm like, it's two o'clock in the morning, and I'm baking a cake and sweating, and like mad at myself for saying yes, and mad at the person for asking. But, of course they're going to ask that's their job. Right. So like there's a handful of small things like that, like bake sales. Um, I will never be a room mom. I'm terrible at it. and <laughs> I don't, it doesn't help anybody if I'm the room. Yeah. Mom. So like maybe, Oh, and I don't go to the, I don't go to, um, baby or wedding showers. Mm-hmm. If I don't know your family or your other friends like mm-hmm. if you're the only person i know it means that we haven't developed a relationship in which i'm like ingrained in your life yeah so i will send you a gift and it will be lovely uh but i'm not going to go to that because mm-hmm. i will sit there and i will be uncomfortable and i will just have so much anxiety beforehand and during that it's not worth it for me and i'm not adding to Mm -hmm. party. Certainly not. Um, so I have a handful of things that I say hard nose to almost no matter what, because they don't add to our lives and me doing them doesn't add to anyone else's lives. Like Mm -hmm. I'll buy stuff at the bake sale and I'll be happy to donate, but that's it's just it's not good for us for me to do things like that um so that's one of them is like coming up with a hard no list so mm-hmm. immediately you free up some time so it, you don't find yourself getting into that cycle right it's over busy and like too many things uh but the other thing is i have like moments during the day that i force myself to be more mindful, and so i kind of, I call them mindfulness anchors. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
1: so the biggest one is when I pick up my kids from school, like I take the drive it's i think it's like seven minutes, and I really think about like letting go of the day, like putting everything behind me, and then starting this moment where i don't do anything but hang out with my kids. Mm. And after they go to bed, I can like jump back in and like catch up on everything and you know decide to let myself get stressed out about things. But (laughs) or for four hours after school, my phone is away, my computer is away, like I just take that moment and it it forces me to take a break in between like spinning and continuing to spin
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and that, that just doing that one thing has helped so much because I'm the same way. Like once I start going, I have a hard time stopping. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then once I stop, I have a hard time starting again too. So it's like, <laughs> i and like, I'll be like, oh, well, I really do need to do some things. Like slow motherhood doesn't mean sitting around looking right. at all day. <laughs> Like I do, there are, there are obligations,
0: right? Yes. People do need to eat and
1: yeah, <laughs> just me, I can just sit here and snack on this hummus all day long, but mm-hmm. yes, I need to prepare things. <laughs> and you know, that, th- this is making me
0: remember like one of the questions that I had, which is, I guess something I, I continue to think about. And, and even my husband and I, we have conversations about this all the time. How I think we very much live in a culture that is uh, almost glorifies the over busyness and over mm-hmm. overscheduling, and feels almost like if you so you know taking your your experience prior to having kids, right? It, it's I, I see those types of individuals in our society and that type of lifestyle really being glorified. Like this is mm-hmm. this is what we're aiming for, which seems absolutely bananas to me. Um, but how, and maybe there's not an answer to this, but I continuously think about how do I, in a culture that glorifies that type of lifestyle, how do I combat that both for myself as an individual, but then also continuing to send this message to my kids? Because a lot of what I try and, you know, living a slower lifestyle, I want to do for myself because it feels better, but I'm also cognizant of the fact that my kids are watching me. And so yeah. if they're seeing mom continuously be stressed out and, and overscheduled and doing too much, that's eventually what they're going to do themselves because that's what I've modeled for
1: them. So how do we combat that? Yeah, so I feel like that's, such a good question because it is it's so baked into our culture like you ask any mom a question like how are you doing and Mm -hmm. the answers are oh super busy or i'm tired and it's like nobody values busyness Mm -hmm. like if you think about the things that are important to you being busy for the sake of being busy I certainly have never met anybody who is like, well, you know, I value courage and adventureness and being busy. Like nobody <laughs> says that. But we we get so busy. And I think I don't really know because it is such a culture thing and it's so mm-hmm. systemic. And I mean, I recognize like we were just both talking about how we were pumping in the car which like looking back on it was such a necessity, but, and I've never talked to anybody else who's done that before, but I'm sure there are people who <laughs> listen to me like, yeah, totally. I was like pumping, driving, uh-huh. like kind of crouching down a little bit. Right, right. Especially at the- a <laughs> stoplight or something. And <laughs> so the <laughs> yes. other neighbors don't see my boob out. Like it's it's sad that, we had to do that mm-hmm. because we just like as a society don't seem to really value downtime and infants and children and mothers, especially mm. So it's like this much bigger picture of society that I'm certainly not going to answer. And you and I aren't going to answer it mm-hmm. to a podcast, uh, but it is, it's a bigger thing, but I think individually, part of it is, and I, I, feel like I've said this a bazillion times, but really being clear on values and Mm -hmm. like figuring out what is important. So one of my values is, um, playfulness and Mm -hmm. we can't play if we're overscheduled and like, there's, there's no room for that. If we're going from school to soccer, to gymnastics, to, I mean, my five-year-old wants to do so many extracurricular activities right now. And, I'm like, yeah, that, that sounds wonderful, but we won't have playtime. Mm-hmm. And so it like it, it came really easy. It was really easy for me to say no to several of them. And we prior for the fall, we prioritize two, which I feel like is probably one too many, but here we are. Um and so that we do have that playtime. And I think for moms, just Like the value, getting clear on the values, and using that to make decisions that sometimes come off so easily as a yes, like Mm -hmm. a big sale. It's just so easy to say yes to things instead of pausing and like thinking about: Does that serve our family? Does that serve me personally? Is there something that I can offer that would work just as well? Um, You know, like the whole point of the bake sale is to sell the cakes and make money. Well, I could see how much it would cost me to bake a cake and not bake the cake and just donate the money. Right. And (laughs) the end result is the same for the school and enormously better for me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's just like taking a pause before we agree to things and really clarifying what we're going to say yes to and what we're absolutely going to say no to almost no matter what. And then we don't have to decide. And so it's, it's much easier when we're not having to think about these things. Like, no, I'm not going to go to a networking event. No colleague from work. I'm not going to go to your baby. (laughs) I hope it's a lovely day. Um, yes, we are going to, play after school today. And we will go to your pool party because that sounds really fun. Mm
2: -hmm. Um,
1: So individually, I think values and, you know, one of the other things is that we, we really think we need so much. I feel very strongly that Mm -hmm. I need a new kitchen. Um, It's our kitchen is dated and I don't like it and I need a new kitchen, but the amount of things that we would have to do to make that new kitchen happen. I don't want to do them. Mm -hmm. So I'd rather play with my kids and get some rest and not be up till midnight trying to get some work done. And so I realized like, I need those things more than I need the kitchen and the Mm -hmm. kitchen will either never happen or it will wait a couple of years or we'll move and get a new kitchen in another house. (laughs) So like realizing that these things that we think that we need balancing them with the non-physical emotional and time stuff. And a a kitchen is kind of a big example, but our wardrobes and our clothes and um, like our housewares and all the stuff that we're buying if we decide, do I really need those things, or do I need some t- and I realize this is not like a direct, you know, like mm-hmm. I go work for one hour and I get a ceiling fan. it you know, that's not how it works. but the overall looking around your home and deciding what you want and need more and mm-hmm. scaling back on working and doing to get those things mm-hmm. when. You could just decide. Well, my old kitchen cooks and washes dishes perfectly fine mm-hmm. for now. Um, you know, I'll replace things as we need to, but I don't need to work extra hard to get these things. Uh, right. And and that's me. Um, some people can't. Live, live like if, if they don't want that, and I get that too, so i'm I'm not saying mm-hmm. like this is what we have to do, but at least asking the question of am I doing this because I really need to and want to, or am I doing it because I think I should, or I feel like I need it, but really, I don't right? so like individually, that's something that we can all ask ourselves and mm-hmm. then make decisions accordingly
0: well, and even that so like one of the podcasts that I, I like to listen to podcasts about like minimalism and and things like that. And and not because we're, you know, these crazy minimalists or anything that, you know, we don't like live in a, a, a tiny home or anything like that. But um, and that's I mean, that's fine. We we did live in a, a very tiny home for, for a while. We actually just bought um our first home, and so it's much bigger than any space we've lived in before. Um, but I'm so amazed at how many times um people will tell us like okay well you're going to need a lot more stuff and and when we were moving the amount of of times that someone tried to like give us an exorbitant amount of like furniture we're like no we we have exactly what we need yes. um and it actually if we have a little bit less than what we need that's great because then there's more space to play and yeah. and i see the same thing about um you know like our our kids and when we had our son we lived in a little studio and we actually lived there until he was 2 and then we ended up moving, um and now we have you know two other kids. It's part of the reason that we we moved, but um because you know we we didn't have enough bedroom space for all of them. but my my son has i, I mean m- that kid I swear has so many toys, and um part of it is um he's got all of my I know he's got um a lot of my husband's um childhood toys, and oh, so that's, that's so cool part of the reason that he's got so much stuff, but also um, you know it's the birthday parties and the christmas and all of that um contributes to it and and so you know he's just amassed so many toys but it's so funny because um like just the other day he you know they they went and they they got a toy at at target and the same day comes home and he's just like i'm bored and i'm like you go play with the toy that you just bought <laughs> my goodness um and and so i know and so it's it's that this idea that oh as we get more stuff or we get more things then um especially for our kids like if they've got more toys then they'll be you know i think we've fooled ourselves to thinking that having more things will amount to more play and more creativity. Right. And I find it it's all seems almost the opposite. Yes. Um Seriously. whereas, you know, if we like we take a trip every, you know, couple times a year up to a cabin in Arrowhead. And so the kids can't bring all of their toys. And so they'll bring like a small little backpack of their favorite things. And the and it's enough. It's enough for them. And they're playing and they're being creative. And so this, I, I think that's one of the reasons that I, I reached out to you originally is I was seeing this connectivity between slowing down both as an individual, if, if I'm stressed and overwhelmed and over busy, I'm my least creative. Yeah. Uh, and, sure. and then the same thing for my kids, when they they have too much going on or too much stuff, too much um, like mental clutter, right? Mm-hmm. Then that they're also, they're le- least creative um and so i just i that's there's that that through line about slowing down the benefits of slowing down and and the increase in in creativity and imagination and play um and it's it's very antithetical to i think what our you we we talked about just earlier what our our culture really glorifies and and the messages that we get sent
1: i know it's really challenging to like Mm -hmm. Um, I think, especially for kids, to push back on those messages when Mm -hmm. everyone around you is agreeing with the messages. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a tough time at Christmas because we, I don't feel like Christmas needs to be an explosion of gifts. And I come from a family who very much does. Um, Mm -hmm. My sister and my mom's languages of love is gift giving.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And mine is not, um, which probably makes some of this much easier. But we, my kids are getting to the age where they're starting to compare themselves to their cousins and my sister gets, it's, it's mind blowing. I mean, I am like, what is happening here? There is so much stuff everywhere. How does anybody even know what's what? <laughs> <laughs> um, and we are like, okay, you know, this is gonna this is about to change because of the height of my older child, but we have mostly clothed our kids in hand-me-downs. Mm-hmm. And so at Christmas, they get like their one out of like two or three brand new outfits a year. Mm-hmm. And they get some books. And like I usually buy a family gift that works for all of us. And it's um it's hard. For my, it, the last time we were with my, my sister and her kids at Christmas, I could tell it was hard, starting to get hard for mm-hmm. my, my older one. My, my little one didn't even notice. And I know that in coming years, it will be harder um, and other holidays as well. Easter, mm-hmm. I actually, this year was the first year that I had a discussion with my sisters about like Easter's here. Uh-huh. It needs to be here. Like this mm-hmm. is uncomfortable for me let me figure out how to make it a little less for all of us. Um, so next year I'm in charge of Easter, uh, <laughs> <that was> backfire, <laughs> but at least on Easter day, I won't, I'll feel more comfortable. There you go. But it, it is hard and explaining that value to little kids
2: mm-hmm.
1: is really hard. And I, I'm not sure how we're going to do that. Um, I think it's going to be sort of a little bit of, you know, explaining the values to them, showing them how. Well, we didn't buy you a video game for Christmas, but now we're taking this really nice vacation, and I know that that isn't going to connect for them. Mm-hmm. Um, in, it feels uh, a
0: little less tangible, I think, to them, it and, does. and it's and hard. They mm-hmm. Like
1: they don't really get that. Like, okay, this is one video game and. One hotel, like we're staying in a hotel, right they just think that that sort of comes um so I get that like that's not gonna be something that's easily communicated, but I also think for us, it's gonna be more talking to my my extended family about like our values mm-hmm. for the holidays and our values at home and um how as there's um my my family is pretty big. There's I think 22 of us, like how all 22 of us can work together Mm -hmm. to, um, you know, like have everybody have a wonderful Christmas Mm -hmm. and not like, I have no interest in pushing my values on my sisters and their families because they have different needs and they're doing a really wonderful job with their kids. It's just, looks very very different. I just mm-hmm. also like don't want their values pushed on me right. either. So I think like it just and I'm not a very good communicator. So this is it goes to communication and really like you know with with um the grandparents this year both sets of grandparents did a great job because I have been talking to them for 5 years about <laughs> the toys that <laughs> first I was like, we don't want toys and that proved to be impossible. So (laughs) I have given a lot more direction with the toys Mm -hmm. and this Christmas, they still sent us a lot of toys, but we didn't get a single toy with a battery. And (laughs) it's like, okay, this is a huge win for us. Like we, we I communicated, we were clear. We kept sending the message over and over and over Mm -hmm. again. Like it felt like it was way too much. Like I really felt like I was being a nag, but at the end of the day, we we all they were able to give us gifts that we were very excited to have, mm-hmm. and we were able to get things that we wanted. Um, So, like lots and lots of communication, even when it feels like you're saying the same things over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has taken me five years. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, it's taken me five years to communicate to that, but like I feel like it's taken me. 20 something years, mm-hmm. learn things myself. So yeah. I, I don't know why I'm impatient with the grandparents with this, but because it does, it takes me just as long to learn anything. So.
0: Right. So it's continuously giving ourselves as well as other people that grace to, uh, to yeah. understand it and yeah. And
1: to keep on the journey. Right. Yes. So, I mean, I don't know, I, I don't really know how to change society, but like individually we can mm-hmm. Make sure we are clear on our values, and then communicate them to everybody else when necessary. I love that. Well, we're
0: gonna um, kind of wrap this up. This has been wonderful. I feel like I, I, I feel like we could chat for a really long time.
1: I, I very much enjoyed <laughs> this conversation. Me too. Like I did a podcast, um, and now I have a new friend. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and we're we're really not that
0: far from e- yeah. each other either. <laughs> That. Um, well, I always like to end the the podcast with there's this one question I I ask everybody and everyone's answers are wildly different which makes it so fun. Um, but I, you know, made to create it's all about obviously creativity mm-hmm. and 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 the fact that I personally think that we, you know, we are all creative in in different ways. And so, I like to ask the question, how do you define creative living or what does that look like to you?
1: Uh, so I used to really think that I wasn't creative and um, but I agree. Every single person is creative. It's just Mm -hmm. like what the outlet looks like. And I think what I internally, what I meant by I'm not creative is that I'm not personally creating these beautiful things that I value. Like Mm -hmm. I'm creating beautiful dresses or like gorgeous interiors. Mm -hmm. But for me, especially now that I'm a parent, um, I am creating a lot of silly songs. And um, anytime a kid wants a costume, we will find it a- in the house somewhere. It, it exists. <laughs> and so for, for us and for me, creative living is a lot about play and a lot about like finding silliness and fun and interesting projects kind of in the Mm day-to-day and you know like making up a song on the way home from school and then like laughing about it the entire way home and then um, you know when my kids ask for the same song the next day and I'm like I I possibly remember it (laughs) and then like starting fresh with the same kind of theme Mm -hmm. and still laughing and them, them correcting. No mama, it was this. (laughs) This I believe you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I'll say that. And so for, for us, it's a lot of like making space for just sort of enjoying ourselves and Mm -hmm. like being laughing and like I said, one of my values is play and playfulness. So creativity and play and um, really anything I could do to make my kids laugh, um, you know, when on the way home from school and like when we're playing together, but also like in the uncomfortable and like tense moments, kind of Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. using something creative and silly to get them out of that funk or that, that, almost meltdown sometimes mm-hmm. it occurs, of course, but sometimes yep. they like really angry to like giggling. And now we've, we've sort of moved on. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's sort of my, um, currently my creative outlet and the way I live creatively is through like just being silly with my kids and mm, making, yeah. and I don't know, like getting, thinking of creative ways to serve them dinner. So they eat a broccoli as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sprinkles I found um as much as I don't want them to eat the, the sugar putting some sprinkles on broccoli
1: yeah I do um a lot of ramekins of lots of different dips oh so yeah okay Gets like a rainbow of dips mm-hmm. and <laughs> it wastes more dip than I would prefer and I end up eating more ketchup than I'd like Yeah, but <laughs> but that's, that's yeah. Like creative food serving. (laughs) Right. See, it is creativity is everywhere. (laughs) One day I always tell my husband that when I, when the kids move out and, um, we're like in the next stage of our life, I'm going to go entirely gray and grow my hair out to my mid back. And I'm going to go to, um, there's an art, school in Laguna Beach. I'm mm-hmm. gonna go there and I'm gonna create found art sculptures. This is like my there you go my when the kids leave the house dream of like being this um old hippie that creates big <laughs> art sculptures. But for now the the creativity is more contained to car ride <laughs> and dinner. And I I if that's the exact right outlet. For this this time in Absolutely. our life.
0: <laughs> and I yeah, and I I try and remind myself to do that almost daily. So I can <laughs> appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, sure. All right. Well, this has been great. Um before we sign off, um, can you tell everyone if you want if they want to learn more about what you're doing or about raising slow or um follow along, um, like where they can find you at and how they can get in touch with you.
1: Yeah. So I'm on Instagram at raising slow. Uh, and then I have a a website raising slow.com and on the website, I have a five day slow motherhood challenge. Um, and that is for me, it's a great, very simple way to kind of reset your thinking on slow. And, um, it's, The first day is wear a watch instead of bring your phone. It's like really Mm. easy um, because just that one little shift makes you a little bit more present. Um, So it's it's really easy stuff to like get started thinking about slowing down and simplifying without having to you know dive deep in your values and change Mm -hmm. your lifestyle. It's it's a it's a really easy start, and I think potentially. Could make a big difference for, um, for some people, hopefully for some moms. Um, but that's, that's, you can find that on my w- website, which is at raisingslow.com.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, thank you again. And for, uh, thank you for everyone for listening. Um, and again, you can find out more about made to create, um, we're also on Instagram at I am made to create. And we also, Made to Create now has a website, um, which is imade2create.com. So that's very exciting. And so we just thank you for listening. And this has been great. And uh, we'll see you here next time.
2: Thanks, Jen.